It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama And she bust in the room and said, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This, that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby. Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. You guys are tuned in right now, man, to a brand new episode of that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, you guys know what time it is. This is that. Brand new LCP. Now, before we dive into some shit, I got a special episode lined up for you guys. But um, I want you guys to know, man, over the past, well, over the next maybe two to three weeks, I'm taking big, major risk with the podcast. And I need you guys' support, man. So when you guys tune into the episodes, like, please make sure that you guys reshare it on your social media accounts, please. Whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, OnlyFans, I don't get, wherever you listen to your shit, even if it's OnlyFans, as you twerking that ass, have the podcast in the background playing. Please have the podcast oh in the background God. as you twerk that ass because, like I said, man, I'm taking major risk with the podcast. The podcast is doing great. I'm trying to keep it growing, trying to elevate the podcast. And again, you guys can... Contribute, donate, find. I don't give a fuck if you donate a dollar. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. My boy got me to start a Venmo. My Venmo is lunchroom chatter pod. And for you guys who stay locked in, stay tuned. And I want to clap it up for you guys, man. Now, on this episode, man, I want to talk about cheating. And I want to focus on cheating. And I want to think about is there ever a right time to cheat? Is there ever, I don't want to say an excuse, but is there ever. Justification for your cheat Because we know people cheat Celebrities cheat Regular folks cheat I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, Chinese, Asian Jack, Whatever the fuck you are People cheat Like I think that's a fact at this point But is there ever a reason for your cheat Because I had a conversation And I also want to revisit an old voice message But I had a conversation With someone who who I met on Instagram Who, I, who follows the podcast And she Hold on, I want to pull up what she said. If you're in a relationship and you're not getting the affection from your partner that you wish you had, and Lord knows I've been in a situation like that where I'm not receiving the affection, whether it be intimacy, whether it be just sweet, sweet things in general, I'm not receiving that. And I've had friends who told me, hey, John, you should go cheat. John, you should cheat because you you will be within your right to cheat as a man, and they were telling me and giving me justifications as to why I would have been 100% okay to cheat, but I still didn't cheat because I believe that it is important to have conversations with your partner, even if the conversations are ignored and they're not understood. I believe that it is a 1,000% important to continue having gut conversations with your partner because that is the key for a mature relationship, whether or not the outcome of those conversations are beneficial for myself. Now, I want to pull up an old voice message. I believe that um, the question from this voice message were, what would you do 
if you go through your man's phone or some shit like that and you find out he's married with kids or some shit like that. So I want to play this voice message. This was from 2020 because, like I said, I wanted I wanted to revisit this. So let, let me see if I get this pulled up and we're going to dive into this voice message. Let's get it pulled up. So I find out that the man I've been dating for two years has a wife and two kids. The first thing that I would feel is definitely anger. I would feel hurt. I would feel betrayed that somebody I love could lie to me for two years. I don't think that I would do anything to get them back, honestly. There's no point in any revenge or hurting them back. They didn't care about me enough or respect me enough to be honest with me. And I would just want to move on at that point. There's no point in me harping over this. The relationship is done. It's over. And I don't want anything to do with this person. Hmm. See, I want to clap it up because like, that's a grown-ass answer because... Again, now that situation changes things because first of all, she found out that the motherfucker had kids on the side. Like that's that's a game changer. Like this ain't no Dwayne Wade, no Gabrielle Union shit. When you have a child, now cheating is already bad enough as is. But when you cheat and you have a kid on the side, that is a boo. Cause that is a double smack in the fucking face. Like, bitch, you gonna go cheat, and then on top of cheating on me and now putting my my life and my physical health at risk because you out there fucking somebody you're fucking them raw bitch boo again nigga oh my god Ooh, you a lie that's some bullshit now i came across a video you guys know i love my youtube i came across a video on youtube this was from the doctors this was from four years ago now the question posed in this video was when is it okay to cheat So I want you guys to listen to this video because, like I said, some people believe that you are within your right to cheat based off of if you guys are having a rough patch and things are not going well. Now, I had a conversation with a longtime friend who shall remain nameless, who expressed to me that she's going through a situation trying to get her partner back because she cheated. Now, she's in a relationship. They were going through a rough patch and she stepped out. She cheated. She had sex with somebody else. And now due to her doing that, now she's trying to play catch up and trying to get her partner back. And now she's taking the steps that she believes she has to take to get her partner back. But it's tough. Cheating is tough as is for both parties, for men and women. But like like I said before, when it comes to men, that's a huge pride hit. Like knowing that your woman, somebody who you love, somebody who you are in a relationship with, was laying down having sex with another man. Now, we all know everybody got passes. Everybody got past histories, whether it be somebody had a whole phase in the past or somebody got tons of exes. But when you enter into a relationship with somebody new and that partner envisions a future with you, they don't ever want to envision you fucking somebody else, especially not men. Again, I I can only speak from my point of view. Like me as a man... If I'm dating somebody like what she did, you know, before she met me like that kind of don't matter because I wasn't there and I would hope I don't got to see those motherfuckers again. Now, if she got motherfuckers that she fucked in the past and now they still around and they still best friends, whatever the case may be, you know how motherfuckers be doing some shit and then they kind of just, oh, no, this is my bestie. Now, bitch, that's your ex, bitch. 
Thanks, your bestie. Boo. You motherfuckers who be out here doing that shit. Turning your exes or past flings into this is my bestie now. Now we're cool, bitch. Fuck them and fuck you too, bitch. We ain't doing that shit. We ain't doing that shit. So I'm talking about, like I said, some most people from the past, you never got to see the motherfuckers again. Never. You don't. So if I date a woman and now let's say, for example, I've been with her for, let's say, three years. And now she cheat on me. Now, I don't give a fuck if, if the nigga lasted two seconds. You know, you laid down and he had premature ejaculation and he nutted in 10 seconds. You cheated on me, bitch. Because regardless of what you say, I'm just going to envision, like, like men, as men, when our girl cheat, we envision the worst. Like, you could have just laid down, he could have nutted in three seconds, but we going to envision the worst shit. We going to just picture our girl on her knees, getting smacked in the face with a dick, his ball smacking the back of your eyebrow. We going, we just going to envision the worst shit. And that's why I say when you cheat, you can't really get mad how somebody else interprets your cheat, especially your partner. The only way to avoid that is to not fucking cheat. But let's dive into this video on YouTube. This is from a page called The Doctors. This is, when is it okay to cheat? Cheating, it's wrong, right? Yeah. But could there ever be an exception to the rule? One wife in Kentucky says there can be, and it actually made her a better wife. In an anonymous interview with the New York Post, the woman admitted to cheating after 24 years of faithful marriage. But why? Well, she says that her husband has Alzheimer's disease. She says he didn't know her anymore and she had become merely a caretaker. The affair she claimed made her a better wife, a better caregiver. And what's interesting is she actually proactively had gone on to Ashley Madison, said she was looking for playtime with a smart, professional, educated man. And Acknowledges she could have never imagined cheating, Hmm. but that this experience has now allowed her to take on role of caretaker, but a lot of negative reactions, a lot of positive reactions to this online. Well, you're a happily married guy. You take it seriously, and Mm -hmm. we took that vow in sickness and in health. You're happily married as well, but, you know... She was sick of not getting none. (laughs) Yeah. You just... Well, and that's that's a good point. I mean, and especially with a disease like Alzheimer's, it wreaks havoc emotionally, (laughs) physically, cognitively. So then you don't really have a partner anymore. And I think that's this woman's justification. And as a caretaker, they suffer their own mental health consequences. Mm -hmm. They're depressed more often, 35 percent anxiety, 44 percent. And 30 percent of marriages with ill spouses do end in divorce. So I think she was trying to save her marriage in her mind. Oh, no. He essentially (laughs) was gone. I mean, he's alive, but he's not there. He's not there the way. So I... It would have, it would have, this is a tough one. I was thinking about it when I heard the topic. And we say mm. through sickness and through health. Right. But you still got to be human. The most important thing is self-preservation. You have to be happy first. Right. And is he being hurt? He doesn't, he's not aware no. that anything. He might on. be into it. We just don't know. You can't <laughs> undermine the fact that this woman has taken on the role of caretaker when right. she could have cut and run. Yes. Yes. And that's, to me... That that's where the loyalty comes in here, because you have to ask yourself, what would be worse? Her saying, you know what? Sorry, I'm gone. Yeah, that is worse. And she she has stayed and she has stayed faithful to her role as caretaker. What was the guy that she found? What was it? Professional. He was a plastic surgeon on a show called The Doctor. (laughs) 
I'm good. Don't throw me under the bus like that. I'm a happily married guy. I am too, right. I'm married happily. Yeah. Good. No, but I, but I hear you, Dr. Travis. I... <laughs> The best part is is when your resident psychologist is going to try to give us true takeaway. John, for 30 seconds, no jokes. Wow, okay. So we have to really emphasize how caregivers take care of themselves because they don't. Their entire roles are all around them taking care of a person who they used to be a partner with. And so this is one of her ways of watching out for herself and taking care of her mental health. I want to pause it for a second because this, like this situation, this scenario is raising an interesting fucking point because you guys know I'm a visual thinker. So if I'm a caregiver and now my partner has Alzheimer's or is bedridden, whatever the fuck the case may be, obviously I'm not being pleased sexually. I'm not. That's just the facts of it. So again, people have needs and this brings up an interesting point and I might call up I might call up Dewan for this question because it brings home an interesting fucking point and something that I really, really want to have a good conversation on. Because if you're a caregiver now and let's say, for example, you have a high sex drive, but now you can't have sex with your partner for, for like whatever the case may be. They're sick. They got Alzheimer's or there's other physical ailments going on to where you can't enjoy the sex that you want. Is it wrong for you to step out or like, do you got to sit back and wait for, for, um, for your partner who is sick to pass away and die before you get pleasure? Because they might live another four to five years, depending on how sick they are. And then you got to sit there and not be sexually pleased for four to five years or find some type of other means to pleasure yourself. So is it wrong to step out? Great question. Great, great, great question. I probably got to call up somebody. So necessary. Most caregivers don't even think about it. Let me ask you guys a question. This is an Alzheimer's patient. We talk about that. It's the family. It's the care caregivers. That that's the collateral damage with this disease process. So I I think you make a very valid point and it's very important. Let let me ask you subjectively all of your opinions on this, because where where I question this is. At what point do you seek out companionship just because you want a hug from someone as opposed to yes. seeking out sex? Right. Is there a difference there? Because in an ideal world, you they would go find hand it, in hand, right, John? But do they? <laughs> do they? <laughs> because there's good data out there that things like oxytocin, that right. feel-good hormone, when you hug someone else, mm-hmm. it's just as powerful from a hug as it is theoretically from so let, let's talk from, to, from a bear hug. <laughs> so let's talk to somebody who's been married for 24 years. One. It's the craziest thing to put yourself together with somebody you don't really, you know them, but think about their life. Because so many people run into a situation mm. that you have from childhood. You got to deal with that once you get married that they didn't tell you about or all these different pieces. Is the most important thing is to be happy on the planet while you're here. And if your mate believes that your happiness is their happiness, then they wouldn't have a problem with you doing something. Yes, sir. Welcome back, man, to the LCP podcast. Um, I hope you guys Brand enjoyed that LCP. video. Now, like I said, man, um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to call up somebody. Now, everybody's at work at the time I'm recording, 
But now, I, like I always call up Dwine because she's a lawyer, so she kind of makes her own schedule. So anytime I record, like I know it's a very high chance if she's not in court, she's going to be free. Now, so the question I want to ask her or whoever I can get on the phone is, let's say, for example, you're in a relationship or you're married and your partner, let's say, for example, they get injured bad in a car accident or they have Alzheimer's or some condition to where they are now bedridden. Would you go cheat because you are not being sexually satisfied or would you sit and wait and still be that that amazing committed partner who sit and waits and has hope that things are going to get better? So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to figure out who to get on the phone and we're going to come back. You know what time it is. Your man Johnny shows this is that. Brand new LCP. I'll be back in a second. Brand new LCP. Welcome back to the LCP, that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. You are tuned in right now to a special episode entitled Cheat Sheet. Now, I had a pivot in the middle of the fucking episode because I was going to call up D, but I decided not to because, number one, she's not married. Now, the question I posed was, if you are married, and let's say, for example, you have Alzheimer's or a grave condition happens, and now you are, let's say, let's say you're bedridden. And now you are no longer able to physically please your partner sexually. Would you be okay with them stepping out or vice versa? If the situation was reversed and now you're bedridden, would you be okay with your partner stepping out and getting that pleasure elsewhere due to the fact you are no longer able to physically please them? And I figured, you know what? Let me go on Instagram. Let me hit up a couple married folks I know and see if they would share their opinion on the situation because that situation would pertain to them more as opposed to someone like me who's not married or someone like me who's not married. So I got about five to six voice messages. We're going to dive through, of course, as some of them are lengthy. So throughout the lengthy ones, I'm going to pause it, interject, give my opinions, and we're going we're gonna to have fun. We're going to make it entertaining. We're going to dive into some real conversations, real topics, real shit. And I hope that it's it provides great content for you guys, as well as some uplifting, great opinions. So let's dive into the first one. All right. So I want to say there is never a situation where it's okay for my spouse to cheat. However, given the circumstances that you gave, if it's a health condition or I'm bedridden, I want to say we had our arrangement. Like we talked about it and we decided that if something ever happened to us where we have to be the sole provider for one another and we physically cannot have sex, I'll be okay with him going out to have sex with someone else. Mm. I just don't want to know about it. <laughs> but I don't want to call it cheating either. So, mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's a that's that's a good question. That that's a good conversation starter, I must say, but all timers though. I mean, neither one of us going to remember it. So, I guess it don't I guess is it really cheating? So, I don't know. <laughs> I want to clap it up for her because that's a great answer, man. See, and also, I want to give her the positive because, like I said, she acknowledges that, oh, okay, if I'm bedridden, I'm no longer able to, to please my man. But So you could go out, you could do whatever the fuck you got to do, but I just don't want to know that you're blowing out Betty from the back. So clap it up for her having that, that mindset to acknowledge 
to acknowledge and accept that because regardless of how you guys feel, now I have voice messages that are the complete opposite where somebody said, I'm not going to cheat and I don't want my partner to cheat even under the conditions that they are not being sexually pleased. So like I said, we're going to have fun. We're going to make it entertaining and we're going to try to provide as much insight as possible to keep you guys involved, to keep you guys engaged. And like I said, if you guys ever want to give your opinion, my, my DMs on my Instagram is lunchroom chatter party. Y'all can slide in them things, slide in those things. It go down in the DMs, baby. It go Brand down LCP. in the DMs if you ever want to contribute your opinion. And let's dive into the next one. Again, same question. All these voicemails are in response to the same question. So let's see what homegirl had to say right here. I think it depends on the time of our lives. Like, if it were to happen in the near future, I'm still young, but being the type of person that I am, I'd be heartbroken. So many emotions. Like, I'd be angry. I don't know. Um, I think I wouldn't have the strength, I guess, to be with someone intimately because I'd be thinking of my husband and along with my son. Um, I, my husband and I have talked about it jokingly, um, that if we've ever split, it'd be hard for me to date because my world revolves around my son. And it'd be different for him. He said he can date. So I think mm. it really depends on the person and I guess the time it's all happening. I want to clap it up for her, but see, that's, that's actually pretty interesting because there are a couple, I believe that they're married, but on one side, and, and I, I'm glad that she can acknowledge that they have had the conversation, even if it was jokingly, because sometimes you kind of got to joke or have a sense of humor to kind of get through some, like some tough talking points. So clap it up for them, at least having a conversation because a lot of couples don't have that conversation because like I said, man, when you wake up every day and, you know, your legs work, your arms work, you just envision that your whole fucking life, your body part going to work, that you're going to be able to walk, you're going to be able to move your arms every fucking day, but you never know what might happen. You might go outside, go to work, get into an accident, and now you're paralyzed from the waist down. Of course, God forbid. But the reason why I bring these conversations up and I have these kind of topics because you never know what can happen. You never know, and that's why it is extremely important to have these conversations so that in the sheer circumstance that some shit like this happened, it was talked about beforehand so there's no ifs, ands, or buts about what somebody can and can't do. But in her situation, it's different because she acknowledges that, hey, me on my side, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Now, my husband, he said he, he said he cool. He'll be able to do it. He'll date. But see, for men, it's different because a lot of women, like when they get attached so much emotionally and like she said, her whole life revolves around her son. So it's different. See, as men, we got we could love our child, love our partner. But hey, bitch, if, 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 if your pussy ain't working or if you can't do what you did before, a lot of times for men, it's easier to just go get somebody else now. Going to somebody else don't mean we don't care about you, but you know we horny and we, we trying to get our shit off. Hey, sometimes it gotta it gotta be got off. It is what it is. But I want to clap it up for her for sending that voice message in. I love that voice message, man. Now 
had another one come through from somebody who I really who I really think is dope on Instagram, man. Now, she always gives great opinions and, you know, I feel like like, like as if she tries to not give her opinion, but I think she's dope. So sometimes if it's conversations that I feel like applies to her, like I sometimes I go out my way because I really like her opinion and I really appreciate, you know, when she shares her voice. So I got a a nice lengthy voice message here. Again, the question was the same thing. So let's dive into what she had to say. And again, hers is lengthy. So we're going to pause in between. We're going to dissect it because I love the lengthy voice messages. So let's let's clap it up for that lengthy voice messages because lengthy voice messages make for a great show. But And, and that's why I always encourage, hey, send in a voice message because it makes for great content. You guys get to listen. You guys get to hear somebody else's voice aside from just myself. That's why I hate when I ask a question and somebody's sending a text reply because I Nine times out of ten, I'm not going to read it on the show because when I read it, it's going to be in my voice. You giving your voice behind what you say, it just it gives you a voice outside of just me basically regurgitating what you sent me to say. So let's dive into what she had to say. So this is where my opinion isn't going to be popular. If my husband were to ever be diagnosed with Alzheimer's and I was his caregiver... I 100% would not cheat on him to have my needs met and vice versa. He would 100% not cheat on me to have his needs met. And here's why both of us agree. Hold on, hold on. I want to pause it for a second because she brings up a good point. Now I believe that of course, you know, with her being healthy and her husband, I believe is fully healthy. It's easy it's easy to say what your husband will and won't do. Because the point the part she mentioned was that, hey, on my side, I will one hundred percent not cheat on my husband. And now she said on the flip side, I one hundred percent know that if I had a condition and I was no longer able to please my partner, he would one hundred percent not cheat on me. Now it's easy to say that, you know, when the situation has not yet presented himself, but feelings matter. Emotions matter, especially in the heat of the moment. So let's say, for example, you know, God forbid something happened to her and now he's been the sole caregiver for her. You know, they have small kids. So now he's doing everything with the small kids, going to work, coming home, being a caregiver. And now he's not able to release that that inner stress sexually. You never know what somebody will and won't do. When the situation presents itself But let's dive into what she had to say Because I'm sure And again I haven't heard these voice messages yet But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she might provide Some great details And some great context behind Why she feels her husband Will 100% not cheat We believe marriage is And I think that's where A lot of people are going to disagree with me But I didn't get married to have my own needs met. I didn't get married to make myself happy. I didn't get married for any of those reasons. I got married because of what I believe marriage is. And my husband would say the same. We believe that marriage is a lifelong commitment to a constant refining process where you learn to love somebody. Marriage is what I believe is made up of four different kinds of love. So there's erotic love, which is in marriage, and then there's friendship, 
love where you can talk about anything and they're your best friend in the world. And then there's um, the brother love, the family love. Like this is a, it's a closer bond than friendship and it's, this is your family and you would do anything for them. And then there's the agape love, which is unconditional under no condition will our love ever change for one another under no condition do we decide that we will not love one another the other i want to pause it because she's breaking this shit down brand new lcp she mentioned it four kinds of love she in her bag right now she breaking it down top notch now of course like she said the last kind of love the agape love i want the agape love too but again me being maybe not as mature and maybe a little bit more petty even with me wanting the erotica love the agape all the types of love she mentioned now if we, if we get to a place and now your coochie now the box ain't working or now you can't you can't please me sexually of course i still want the agape love but i might get the a step out the crib and get some uh, somewhere else love now again and and i know that when people they attribute certain things to oh if you step out under certain conditions even if my partner is bedridden that you don't love your husband that you don't love your spouse now you guys heard in the clip earlier in the episode where the woman said hey me stepping out getting my needs met sexually and coming home and still being an amazing caregiver for my husband who can no longer sexually please me. She said that she believes it made their marriage better because she was no longer being a caregiver. And now you're being a caregiver. And now some days as being a caregiver, like I said, I've been a caregiver before it's exhausting. It's tiring. And it's a thankless job, especially if the person has Alzheimer's or they can't even remember your fucking face. It's a thankless job because you do everything for one particular person and sometimes you might not get a thank you because they might not even remember who the fuck you are. And that's frustrating. So, yes, when you're personally frustrated and now you're sexually frustrated on top of the personal frustration. Yeah, sometimes when you get that pleasure outside the house, you kind of release that built up frustration. And sometimes that can be beneficial. It can be positive. So that way you can come home less frustrated. Now you're less grumpy. Now somebody got Alzheimer's. Let's say, for example, they dropped the fucking cup on the floor and now you're mad like, nigga, I said stop dropping the cup. But when you're when you release that frustration, it's just it's it seems as if it's like a big weight off your shoulders. So, like I said, we're going to dive back into her message. And I love this shit because she breaking this shit down. She coming with the schoolwork. She coming with like she just researched the shit. I want to clap it up. This would this would sound like when, when you when you in your bag. But let's dive back into what she had to say, because I'm learning. She teaching. Go ahead. Teach me some. Sis. Teach me some. And love ebbs and flows between those four other types of love. And there are going to be seasons where there's no way that you can operate on all four at the same time, at the same intensity. A life together means your marriage has to be strong in all four of them because your marriage mm. is going to go through phases where one of them takes a front seat to the other one. And we've actually already been in situations where our intimacy had to take a back seat because I was on bed rest. Like I was on for the last half of my fourth pregnancy, 
I wasn't just on bed rest. I also couldn't, I was under strict, strict instructions that I could not engage in intimacy. So, <laughs> um, and they're just going to be seasons of life. Um, you know, we're in the season of life where we're raising young kids and we are exhausted. I want to pause it. Hold on, hold on. Because I know how it is because she brings up a an amazing point. <clears throat> now, I believe that, um, of course, that point is kind of, it's not the same as if somebody has Alzheimer's or they have a condition that is with them for the rest of their life. Because I believe that everybody out here who has had, you know, a child experience, I'm talking about in regards to if you're a man and now your partner gets pregnant and now sometimes you can't, a lot of times for, like she said, depending on how the pregnancy is going, if the pregnancy is going great, it's going bad, or maybe something pop up during the pregnancy and now you can't engage in intercourse. But those are temporary bumps that might restrict you from being able to engage sexually with you. Those are temporary. Now, what I'm talking about in relation to the question is a permanent like bump. I'm talking about somebody came and built the fucking great wall and that shit is made of steel. It's made of metal. It's made of bricks. It's made of fucking Black Panther titanium to where that shit ain't never coming down. Now, like she said in regards to her having a tough pregnancy and now she can't engage, those are temporary. Like those are barriers that's made of plastic to where, okay, you know, it's, it's, we see it, it's up, but eventually you could just go ahead and rip that fucking plastic off. But we're talking about permanent. Roadblocks, And I believe that, and again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is just me having a selfish perspective and only looking at it from my point of view to where I felt, I feel as if even the toughest person who is a thousand percent saying, you know what? I'm not going to step out. You know what? I'm going to do everything I can to be faithful in a thousand percent for the rest of my life. I believe that if you're placed into that certain type of, you know, situation, I believe motherfuckers might step out, but I want to clap it up because that was an amazing, amazing fucking voicemail response. Now, I believe I got one more. Um, let me see how long it is. About two, three minutes. But I want to dive into this shit because, like I said, you guys are sharing your voice. You guys are letting your voice be heard. And when you guys share your voice, as I said, it makes for great, amazing, entertaining. And as you guys seen with the last voice message, also insightful content. So keep it coming. Y'all know what time it is. This is that what? What this is? Brand new LCP. Let's dive into the next one. Yeah, um, for me, if that was with Trey, um, no, it's a non-negotiable. Like my great-grandparents, my great-grandfather, he, the last several years of his life, he had it. And it got really, really bad. And like he was bedridden. My grandmother was the sole caregiver for him. Even though my great-grandmother did everything she could for her husband, but she loved him unconditionally. And mm. I think they were high school sweethearts, so they've been married. They were married for over 70 years. And so she Damn. never once was unfaithful to him whatsoever. And my grandfather, he has the precursor to that right now. And we know it's going to get worse <laughs> as the years go on. Mm. But um, even though him and my grandmother are divorced, she was never unfaithful to him at all. So I guess in that aspect, I've never, uh, he is someone, even if he had Alzheimer's right now, I would be there for him no matter what. And even if I had to 
And plus the thoughts never even crossed my mind to even do that um, because I would be solely devoted to helping take care of him and, and you know, family and support and things like that. No, um, he, he's still my counterpart so and my other half <laughs> and my best friend. And I'd still talk to him like he, he was my best friend. And plus there are other ways for me as a person to fully get my own pleasures without needing somebody else. And plus I would use that as that opportunity to, you know, figure myself out and do things for myself and how I could. Better. I want to clap it up. I want to clap it up a hundred percent. But now <laughs> again, in my opinion, I think that even if you take other ways to pleasure yourself, I think eventually it's going to get old. You can buy all the sex toys in the world. I don't think nothing can make up for the, for a human penis. You could buy 40 roads. You could buy 40 dildos. You could buy a, a fucking AI sex doll. But I don't think nothing is going to replace that human pee-pee. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's my immature, childish, as you can say, what you're thinking. But I, I just want to have a real conversation, man. But like I said, um, I really respect and admire the fact that people can voice their opinion. Because as you guys seen, some people would be okay with it. Some people won't be okay with it. Some people will accept it, as you've seen in the first message where she said, yeah, if my partner do that, I'm cool with it. But nigga, just don't tell me. And I love that because you seen all you seen all different types of per- you seen all different types of answers. Like you seen answers from people who are black. You, you, you guys are hearing answers from those who are Caucasian. So it's a tough situation across the board. And that's why I have these conversations so that people can actually have these type of conversations with their partner. Now, I believe it's one more part to her her answer that, that I want to get into. Let's get into that. Trey and I have a, we're big on communication. So even if like he would talk to me about that and like he would be in like, obviously I would have to be in a very lucid state to talk about it, but he would, I mean, the thought would never cross his mind either, but even if he did, we would communicate and talk about it. Um, But he would be there for me through thick and thin no matter what. And to him, Something like that's a non-negotiable too. So I hope that helps. I love it. 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 Man, shout out to you guys who sent in those voice messages. So you guys just heard in the last voice message, she said, that's a non-negotiable. Now, I also want to give a hand clap. She said her grandparents were married for over 70 years. God damn. 70 years? God, shit. Oh, my God. Now, again, I believe that, of course, a lot of that has to do with the time period because now we see motherfuckers married and they be divorced. You be like, bitch, y'all just got married last year. Yeah, I know it didn't work out. Like, motherfuckers give up now so fucking quick. So the fact that you can be married for over 70 years, that is an accomplishment within itself. And, I, man, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation, enjoyed this episode Enjoyed this centrally focused episode where I provided insight. And like I said, I wanted to raise the question. And you heard one person say in their in their voice message that they believe that this type of conversation, that this question is a great question because it is a conversation starter. Because like I said, every single day we wake up and we believe that we are always going to be fully functional. We believe that now because like a lot of people, they live in the moment. So because, like I said, our legs work, our arms work, we are mentally there in our head. We believe it's always going to be like that. But you never know. All it takes is one split decision or one health condition 
that you don't because you, we don't know what's going on inside our bodies. A lot of us, if we have complicated family history, we don't even know our family's history. Sometimes to where you don't even know. Like I said, even with me, my mom was adopted at birth. I don't know my father's side. So I can have a history, God forbid, of cancer, God forbid, of Alzheimer's. I can have a family history and I don't know shit about it. So I could be 60 years old and now I'm starting to have the onset of some fucking condition that I don't even know is in my family because I don't know my family's history. And that's the part that's scary. But like I said, that's why I try to have these conversations as a conversation starter. So in in the in the chance that a condition like that happens, it was talked about ahead of time and that there's no if, ands, or buts or in between in regards to what someone would be comfortable with and what they won't be comfortable with, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this podcast conversation. And like I said, man, I'm taking major steps, big leaps with the podcast soon. So I hope you guys just please share the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at work. Just spread the word. Let your friends know, hey, it's a dope independent podcast. He is consistently having great conversations, but also it can get funny, entertaining, and he makes it relatable. Let your friends know so that we can keep growing out the platform. Because as the platform keeps continuing to grow, you guys are going to get episodes on a more consistent basis. You guys are going to get, because like I said, when you guys help grow the podcast along with myself, that takes a lot of things that I do behind the scenes and I can focus solely on recording. But if I have to do a lot of things in relation to behind the scenes and networking, that takes away time from myself recording because I have to do it, especially with me having not having a major network and me being independent I try all I can behind the scenes, in front of the camera, through personality, through laugh, through engagement, to keep growing out this LCP podcast, man. So to, to you guys who stay locked in, stay tuned in. Y'all know what time it is, man. This is that. Brand new LCP. I appreciate you guys for checking in. Stay tuned next week for more content, brand new episodes. Sexiest Man Alive. We out this bitch.